Hi, everybody, and welcome to the very first edition of the World Football Index Spotlight Podcast. Uh, in this set of shows, what we're going to try to do is bring you a look at some of the up-and-coming young players, uh, primarily from South America to start with. Uh, we'll see if we go more global from there, but plenty of young talent to, to break you down in South America. Uh, how these shows will work is we'll take a player and, and we'll profile them for you, what they've done in their career, uh, what type of player they are, and what we view uh, in the future. I'm your host, Austin Miller, here in Chicago. Pleased to be joined on these podcasts uh, by someone who's very familiar uh, to the Copa Libertadores show and the South American football show, Tom Robinson. Tom, how are you doing? Uh, certainly looking forward to this set of shows. I, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things to talk about. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing how these uh, shows pan out. Obviously, um, looking at the young talent that South America just churns out on a regular basis is, is one of the, the joys that we get, you know, seeing them before they m- make the big time in, in Europe or, or beyond. So yeah, it's going to, it's going to be fun and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's certainly one of the things that's drawn me to South American football is, is like you said, getting to see players before you see them on the big stage. Um, for me, the first player that I was able to kind of have that experience with was Gabriel Jesus. He played for my club, Palmeiras. He was fantastic in his time in the professional squad, about 18 months at Palmeiras. And then Manchester City swooped in and signed him and he hit the ground running in, in Europe. And there's kind of that feeling of, of pride to be able to say, yeah, I watched that guy, you know, grow up in a sense. I watched him play as a youngster and he played not just in South America in a league I watched, but for my club even. Uh, it, it's a fun feeling. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, you know, every every fan likes to see a player, a young player, sort of come through their own academy and then go on to, on to great things. You know, f- for the majority of fans out there, then, that, you know, that's one of the, the biggest sources of pride, really, because, you know, not everyone can support one of these massive clubs who are winning week in, week out. So, yeah, you, you take a lot of pride from it. And, yeah, I've, the amount of players I've seen come through the ranks and, and go on to have amazing careers is it's been great. Like I always remember Aguero at the Under Twenty World Cup in two thousand and seven. Like he was just next level good, and it's it's nice when when you see them go on and realize that potential. Obviously, there's plenty of examples where where guys don't go on and uh, do as well as you think they're going to do. But yeah, you know, hopefully we'll be we'll be able to pick out some some future gems. And the goal with these shows is that that they will be you know not necessarily time sensitive. That they'll be profiles of the players that can you know be listened to months down the line if there is any any future moves uh, so with that said we'll get into our first profile and we're going to talk about Yanhel Herrera who is a Venezuelan midfielder currently owned by Manchester City but on loan at New York City FC uh, in Major League Soccer in the United States the reason we bring him up first is he's been very impressive for the Venezuelan under-20 squad. Uh, right now, the under-20 World Cup is going on in South Korea. He's been impressive there. So, Tom, Manchester City-owned, New York City player, Venezuela under-20. Yanhel uh, Herrera, what about his, his game style, you know, should the listeners know? how it, What is he like as a player? Uh, he's just one of these box-to-box midfielders who's absolutely packed full of energy. He just seems to be all over the pitch. Um, putting out fires, making tackles, you know, he, he's good at passing, at shooting, at, at having a little dribble. He, he did a beautiful little nutmeg against Mexico under 20s the other day that shows, you know, he's not just kind of a, a wrecking ball that runs around the middle of the park. 
And yeah, he's he's the captain of the under twenties. He's already uh, picked up a couple of caps for the senior team as well. So this is a this is a player that's really highly thought of um, inside Venezuela, and he's he's showing what he can do on the world stage at the moment. Versatility seems to be the word that comes to mind. You know, like you said, box to box midfielder. He can he can do a lot of things. He seems like he's the type of player that could fit into a lot of different roles wherever he does end up in his professional career. Yeah, currently he's kind of operating as the part of the double pivot in Venezuela's midfield alongside Ronaldo Luceña. Um And he can play that defensive midfield role really well. So it'd be interesting to see where exactly he kind of settles on. You know, he could, he's got the energy um, and the tenacity to kind of fulfill that defensive midfield role. But he can also, as we've said, he's got that, that energy to to play further up the pitch and even I think he started out as a striker when he was younger so he's he's got that he's got that kind of nous in the in the final third he's he pops up with some really important goals as well that's that's one thing that you also notice about him straight away he's he's good at arriving late in the box the timing of his runs very good and he's he's I think he's about six foot so his heading is pretty decent and you know he's recently popped up with the the winner in extra time against uh, Japan to put Venezuela through to their first ever quarterfinals at under 20 level. So he's he has got a bit of everything really. Um, and that's why I think it makes him such an interesting prospect because you could see him pop up as a number 10, maybe not sort of a silky diminutive kind of number 10 that maybe we're used to in South America, but certainly one that would fit a European uh, style or in Premier League style. I think Man City have really picked out a, an interesting prospect here that that it doesn't sort of fit their usual bill of you know 60 million pound type players but could actually develop into a, a really good uh, squad player for them if there are any weaknesses in Herrera's game what are they for you one thing just in looking at the numbers for him that sticks out to me uh, in his one professional season in Venezuela he collected 14 yellow cards at the South American under 20 World Cup he collected five yellow cards is that something that you've noticed in his game or is that just can that be attributed to South American officiating and you know the the crapshoot that that can be and is there anything else that sticks out to you as not just areas that necessarily need improvement because obviously he's a 19 year old player and there's always going to be those areas, but any kind of glaring weaknesses that would keep him from realizing his potential with where he's at now. I mean, as you said, the main, the main issue is discipline that he's racked up a lot of yellow cards and that's something that needs to be removed from his game. But apart from that, there aren't any sort of glaring weaknesses. I think that's partly why he is so impressive is he, he does sort of everything well maybe he needs to specialize in in certain areas a bit more you know he he does chip in with his goals um and i think his part his passing is good he recycles possession very well but i think maybe that's something that we could see him add you know a greater range of passing to his game i think that's that's one thing that could turn him into a, a very good player into an absolutely outstanding player um so yeah that that would be my main criticism but really like really he's He's impressed me so much since um since I saw him at the under twenties, and he's he's one that I'm definitely going to be following a lot. He's he seems to have impressed everyone at New York City, um, and he's really pushing Pirlo for a for a starting place in the lineup. And he's got the perfect coach in in Vieira really to kind of uh, teach him teach him the ropes of what it means to be an all round excellent central midfielder. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for him, and uh, yeah, if he can get that discipline sorted, then he's going to be a real player. 
I think it's very interesting. You and I were talking pre-pod and, and you mentioned that he doesn't necessarily fit the bill of a Manchester City purchase in that they didn't splash a ton of money to go get him. It's not the Gabriel Jesus type situation. And then even beyond that, it's he's not necessarily following a traditional path of development. Uh, played domestically in Venezuela and then when the move to a European club came, he went out on loan. But rather than to a Spanish side like we saw with Marlos Moreno, another player that Manchester City bought, or, or maybe a Dutch side or, or somewhere else in Europe, he moved to Major League Soccer in the United States with New York City FC. And obviously it's a little bit different because there is that partnership between those two clubs. What do you think of that idea of development? It's, it's certainly different than we've seen from some of the, a lot of the South American players that will come up and then go on to feature heavily in Europe for club sides. It's a really interesting move. I mean, as you as you mentioned, the link, I think, is the main thing that's facilitated it. But at the same time, we're seeing MLS rising in standard. We're seeing a lot of Latin American players go there. It, it tends to be the kind of the more small creative players that MLS doesn't quite create in the same uh, level as hardworking, yeah, hardworking, hardrunning players. But I think it's I think it's an interesting move. Yeah, because he's he's. As, as we mentioned, he's surrounded by some really great um, pros who, who've been, who's had some pretty, pretty impressive careers. And again, I think, you know, it gives Patrick Vieira some, some really good young players to work with. So I think maybe we're going to see, you know, this ongoing process of it kind of being a, a training ground for uh, bef- before the move to Europe as not necessarily somewhere you, where you end your career, but maybe somewhere you kind of as a stepping stone. Um, as you go on, uh, I think also the fact that I don't know if he would necessarily get a work permit. We saw Penuranda for Watford have to go out on loan to Malaga, and I don't know if that it, that's got something to do with it. And because he's not got this massive name like Gabriel Jesus ha- had before his move to City, you can't imagine him going straight into that Manchester City team. But they've really struggled in in midfield for a bit of dynamism and a bit of bite. I mean, I think it'd be a really outside shot to, to see him turning out for Pep's team next season. But, you know, there's there's no reason why he can't sort of fill a role like maybe like Fabian Delph has, but just without the injuries, I guess. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes next. I mean, what what do you think uh, his chances are of get breaking into that City team next year? Yeah, it's obviously difficult, I think, to to envision him featuring heavily for Manchester City, but it was even difficult to imagine Gabriel Jesus having the start that he had with Man City. Um, I think even in, in everybody's wildest dreams, we didn't think that it would go that well for him. Obviously, there was the injury, but outside of that, Gabriel Jesus hit the ground running, and, and that's uh, that's really not what typically happens for South American players in the Premier League. And I actually, I like the move to, to Major League Soccer because obviously it's not on the same level as the play in England, but I think, and Tom, you might agree with me here, that it's the same kind of style of play. You know, it's it's different than it is in South America, but it has more of that physical, rugged feel of, of the Premier League. And like you said, uh, there's a lot of very strong, defensive-minded kind of midfield players that have been successful in the MLS. And I think that's where this move is is a good thing for Herrera in getting that experience against bigger, older guys in that same kind of style that, that is played in the Premier League. Yeah, totally. I mean, physically, he's he's really strong. You know, he, he doesn't look the biggest guy, but he's, he's uh, he can mix it with the best of them. And... 
yeah, I think I think it is a good point you make there of it being sort of you know similar styles, just prepping him maybe to come in, and he's he's made an instant impact. I think it was against Columbus Crew. He came on, he got an assist where he just like pressed the defender real quick and and laid on uh, Jack Harrison to score, and then he popped up with a goal himself for a for a three two win. So you kind of think that you know what if if he does get thrown into the mix at, at Man City and and hits the ground running like Gabriel Jesus did, then um, yeah, there's no reason to see him maybe uh, become a, a squad member for for City. So yeah, exciting times ahead, and certainly on an international level as well, he's he's definitely going to be sort of prepped as maybe to, uh, Rincon's successor, or certainly um, someone who's going to feature heavily for for the national team and a potentially future captain. This Venezuelan national team with where it's at now is is very interesting because they've already been they've been eliminated from the 2018 World Cup qualifying for a while now. All eyes in Venezuela seem to be on 2022. Rafael Dudamel, their manager, has been given a contract extension with eyes towards that. And as you said, Herrera has gotten a cup of coffee, if you will, with the full Venezuelan national team. A couple of appearances off the bench, uh, one in 2016 against Brazil and one this past March against Peru. He's a player that it seems like will feature heavily in this Venezuelan generation that will look to qualify for the World Cup for the first time. And, and he could be an important player towards that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think Venezuela have got this amazing generation of you know, a very strong defense, a great young goalkeeper in Farina, so I'm sure we'll probably profile in the future, um, and some really exciting attacking talent as well. And th- they've got to be the, you know, the back, the future backbone of the side. And if you can kind of combine them with Rincon, with Rondon, with Joseph Martinez, and some of the other guys that are in that squad, you have the makings of a really, really impressive nation who can who can start becoming maybe not a major force in South America, but can certainly get that spot. Maybe maybe 2022 might come ever so slightly early for them, but 2026, I think you know they've got to be not a shoe in, but I'd I'd put some a lot of money on them uh, making that tournament because you look at the Chile side right now, and and the majority of that side were at the 2007 Under 20 World Cup, um, that I think they made it to the the semifinals. Um, you know you had Vidal Sanchez. And some of uh, Isla Madel, all those guys uh, were were playing for that team, and you see what they've gone on and achieved. So, you know that that bodes really well for the Venezuela national team, and especially with what's going on in the country right now. You know, it couldn't come at a better time, really, to give the country a bit of a bit of a lift. Certainly, I think we're both in agreement that the future for Venezuela seems to be bright. For Herrera, we've talked a little bit that. You know, there's a possibility he could get in the Manchester City side, but it's probably more likely than not that he goes out on loan again in 2018, whether that's because of a work permit issue or anything else. If he does go out on loan again, would you like to see him go back to New York City FC for a second year or maybe to somewhere else in Europe, whether that be a Spanish side or maybe to Portugal or the Netherlands? What do you think would be the best move for him developmentally? Where would he go that he could get the most out of it and, and become the best footballer that he could become? Well, I think the key is just getting that first team football. You know, you could, like, let's say he does get a work permit and he can stay in England. You know, if you saw him turn up at a lower half side, you know, there's a lot at stake in the Premier League these days. So you, sometimes you see these loans 
you know they just sit on the bench and they don't they're not actually trusted to kind of keep their side up so maybe even the championship you know it's it's a really competitive league a lot of uh, players drop down and they get lots of games it's really intense he would learn the english style very quickly and yeah i mean i'd love to take him at aston villa if <laughs> if he's up for it but yeah joking aside then yeah maybe maybe somewhere like germany or holland somewhere that's perhaps more similar um in terms of pace and general kind of maybe not ability but uh, styles of play um i think i think anywhere where he's getting first team football in a in a top flight or maybe the championship would be good but you know don't rule out going back to new york city it seems like that's been a good move for him and and i like the point that you've made that he's surrounded by people that can help him and and i think often in talking about young players, and, and Herrera seems to be among this, we think in terms of, of getting first-team football as, as the primary thing, and there's no doubt that that should be the primary goal in these young players. But being put in a situation where they can be around players that they can learn from can also be very beneficial. And in a manager like Vieira, and in a, a midfield partner like Andrea Pirlo, those are two people that undoubtedly Herrera can learn from. And I think that is what's made the New York City move be so successful for him. And, and I think so well received, it seems like, from all parties involved, from New York City, from people you talk to about him, that it, it, it can be so important to have those those role models, if you will, that a player can learn from. Because the move from South America, it can be a big adjustment. And so for a guy like, for a guy like Herrera to have that, it can be so crucial. Yeah, I think culturally as well, maybe New York City is a uh, an easier transition for him as well, you know. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, Vieira and Pirlo is almost like the perfect blend of midfielders that you'd want to learn from. You know, Vieira's spoken really highly of him. I've, I've got, I've actually got a quote here. So he's like, physically, he's really strong and he's doing some really important work for us, especially the way we want to play. He can stop the counterattack. He can also play. He's really good and really comfortable with the ball. So and. I mean, high high praise from Vieira there. So, you know, if you think Pirlo can maybe teach him some of that more expansive passing, and he's got Vieira's, you know, physicality and and uh, tackling and all all the kind of amazing qualities that that he had as a player, that combination could prove like the perfect storm really for him. And in terms of his development, so why not stay at uh, New York City? Uh, that's I think that would be. That would be good. He's he's impressed, and uh, yeah, well, I'm very intrigued to see what what he's going to do next. Tom, final question here on Yanhel Herrera. England has been a very interesting place for South American young players. Uh, it's rarely it seems like the first move for guys when they move to Europe. I think the adaptation is is easier in a league like Spain. Obviously, Portugal and the Netherlands have been very successful with young South American players. But do you think Herrera is the type of player with his style of play and, and with the the way that he is as a footballer that England isn't that bad of a move for him specifically? Obviously, we can talk about what it would mean for South Americans in general, but for Herrera himself, on all the evidence, it seems like it's actually a pretty good move for him based on the way that he plays the game. That's why I think it was such um, a really astute signing from City because yeah, he stylistically he perfectly fits the Premier League. You know, as as we've said, sometimes um, the attacking talents that come maybe need a, a transitional year or two in in another European country. The ones that have adapted quite well 
such as Claudio Jacob, who I don't think anyone expected to become a Premier League regular for for West Brom. You know, he he's that kind of defensive midfielder. He he has those kind of similar traits. I think Herrera has has got the the physical size. He's got the energy. He's got the the, the pressing ability and he can mix it with the best of them plus he's got that technical side to his game and you know positionally he's intelligent so I think I think it's a really good fit for him um, I think he'd, he wouldn't have any problems with that side of the game the only coda I'd put towards that is he's probably not used to that tempo for an entire 90 minutes you know I don't watch a lot of Venezuelan domestic football but um, I'm sure that it's maybe not quite at the same level so the the MLS transition will help adjust to that pace, but until he's actually there playing, he's never really going to know how he adapts. But on on paper, he looks to be someone who should slot in quite quite easily. So yeah, I think that's why I'm really intrigued by the move, and I really really would love to see him turning out for an English side um, in a in a year or two. An interesting player, Yanhel Herrera, one to keep an eye on uh, at Manchester City in the maybe near future, but definitely in the future for sure. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the WFI Spotlight. Uh, this has been Yanhel Herrera, a Venezuelan midfielder. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah.